Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off 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 the Record. Off the Record. Off the Record. Hi, welcome back to the podcast again, everyone. I just want to say thank you to all the regular listeners now because we're episode five. We're we're making our way in here. So this episode, we've we've reached out to Instagram and we want to start answering some of your questions and we're going to get stuck straight in. I'm just going to introduce our usual guests here in case you are brand new to the podcast. We've got James Holland to my left left. We've got Lawrence James to my left. That's me. And we've got Danny James to my right. You've got to say something. <laughs> He's a ghost. You know, this is a podcast, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to stop. <laughs> right, these lot are getting too excited in the studio today. Yeah. So I'm going to have to bring them down a level. We're having fun, mate. We're all right, fun. okay, okay. So, um, <laughs> first of all, welcome back, Holland. Yo, where have you been be the back. last few weeks? You haven't been in the podcast. No, so. I've been um, on a yacht. Greece, as our regular listeners will have heard me rattle on about. We've definitely heard it all in the office. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you want to hear about um, his time over in Greece. Episode week. three? Yeah, episode three. Uh, you rang me and I was yep. uh, I was in the middle of DJing. Yep, so you can hear him on a yacht on the other side. Well, in Greece. Not yeah, the not the other side of the world. world to us, but for some people it will be. For some people, yeah. yeah. Very hot, did you have very a good? Sunny. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it's got a great. You've got a great time, mate. Yep. Thank you. Looking good. Yeah, I'm getting that. Catching me up. Yeah, Thanks. I'm getting that. It was beautiful. It was stunning. Great gigs, great people. Time of my life. Don't want to rattle on because I'll just make everyone jealous. Yeah, no. It's, it looked great. It was it good. Thank great. you. Yeah, it was good. Um, right, so is everyone ready to answer some questions from Let's Instagram? do this. Okay, so first one, this is from Quentin ST. I thought he was going to say Tarantino. He said, what are things to keep in mind when building a set list? And also Luke M Music has that exact same question. Hmm. So, building a set list. Building a set list. So what? I'm guessing here what is meant is either building a set list for a particular gig. Yeah. Or even just building a set list to record and upload and mix. I think they're kind of the two things to think about. Um, it's a bit more specific than maybe a five-hour night. Yeah. Maybe something a bit more specific than that. Anyone want to jump in? Anything that, you know, if you're going to make a mix to upload to Mixcloud, what, where do you start? Yeah, it all depends on your genre or what you're doing. If you're getting ready, if you're preparing for a club, if you're preparing for a mix. If you're preparing for a club, you should have, we've, we've covered this on the YouTube channel quite a bit extensively. You should have all your folders or um, categorized genres, so R&B, hip hop, um, you know, dance, drum and bass, all categorized into your crates if you're using a laptop or just folders if you're using a USB, etc. Um, and that way you're not going to be, then you, that way you're prepared for a, any kind of situation if you don't know what you get yourself into, if it's yeah. like a commercial bar or something like that. Um, if you're planning for a mix, it's a little bit easier. You're not going to have as much to prepare. You can, you can plan mixing by key or mixing by artist depending on what kind of mix you're doing so you don't need to be as prepared because you can just kind of do it on the fly yeah 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 most most of the best mixes come just just like off the top you can even subcategorize those crates as well something that i used to do yeah. a lot is i'd have a night you know a folder for a specific event but then just to be prepared i would then have like subcategories in there to be like warm-up r&b main you yeah, know, peak sure. r&b whatever or, yeah, sure, yeah. or even just warm-up house and you know you think about your night in that way as well um, if you're narrowing it down just to a set, I always think about as well, what are the big hitters at the moment? What are those tracks that are going to get a the reaction? Bangers. Yeah. You know, and, and got to have a floor fillers, a floor fillers. Um, yeah, exactly. Great for sure. What about 
other two. If, what about Danny and Holland? I think if you if you're doing it for a club. Um, what I always find, or not even just a club, so say, for example, like when I did the Leeds Fest playlist, um, I knew full well that it wasn't, I didn't see it as a limitation of what I was going to play. I was just using it as like a, almost like a shortcut. These are my certified bangers. I know I'm going to play these, but I might need extra tunes. Yeah. So yeah. what I did do in there was I, I, I kind of created my hour. But then if you looked at the playlist... There's about two hours worth of music in there because I also covered different eventualities. So I thought, right, this is a certified banger. I'm definitely playing this song. Yeah. But then I, I almost imagined the crowd going one of two ways. So I put both options, both routes in there yeah. to cover myself. And then, like, I didn't stick to that playlist religiously, but it, it I used it as like a, like a guideline. Yeah, like a yeah. memory job, kind of like a, a, a rough map of kind of where I wanted to be. But I also made sure that I covered more than just that hour I had, oh, this crowd's not reacting very well to the bassier stuff. So I also yeah. threw in some kind of lighter tunes in there just in case yeah. and just to cover all the bases. And that kind of stuff like will come like with experience, like reading a crowd. So you'll have like your guidelines there, but reading a crowd will come a bit more with experience, but you can still always be prepared even if it's like one of your first gigs. You yeah. can all still have everything in preparation, ready to go, no matter where you need to take it, really. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, Danny, anything you want to add to, you know, when you're preparing well, for your Saturday night gig, What? how do you start um, preparing well, for Saturday nights, it's different when you're at a residency. Yeah. You, you know, you get used to what you play and stuff, but yeah. Um, at the same time, it's good to have, like, those songs that you know you can always jump back to. Yeah. As, so I usually have, like, a crate that's just, like, those songs that I know will work. Yeah. And then kind of work on that. Yeah. I mean... That's- Something, if we're going to narrow it down even more, just to say if you're making an, an hour's mix or you're playing for an hour for like a headline set, you're a guest DJ at a club. <laughs> Something that I, one, one tip that I always kind of went back to is I, I was quite a mashup DJ, but I didn't just want to play the most current music. I wanted to introduce other pieces of music in there that maybe the crowd didn't know as well. Yeah. So I always used to sandwich stuff and have like a vocal track and then an instrumental track and yeah. I'd do some sort of creative mixing yeah, to layer in a bit of vocal with an instrumental, look at what mixes in key as well. Yeah, and then it means idea. you've got this buffer where you can swap out the vocal track with another vocal and the instrumental kind of ties that together. Yeah. And the instrumental maybe remixes the current song that everyone knows, but you're doing it in a way that they've never heard before. Yeah, so again, that, it all comes to preparation as well. So yeah. you can you can try out loads of different things in your bedroom or at home, wherever you wherever you practice. Um, see what works, see what doesn't, and then organise them in, in folder. If you're putting an acapella of uh, an instrumental that sounds really sick, you know, put them together in a folder yeah. and you know, call, it, call it creative mixing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I used to always, as well, when I was doing extended mixes to upload to SoundCloud or MixCloud, I used to think if it was, say, like house music, I didn't want to always start the mix with it absolutely, you know, yeah, pumping away. I thought about the level of energy as well. So if someone is going to listen to, you know, an hour or even longer of a mix, then they want to kind of be taken on a journey, journey as well. Yeah. So think about the energy level in music yep. too. And I think that can, you know, I think they're the, are they the main tips, would you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay. So let's have a look at the next question. Keep them coming. Let's go. Yeah, I just need to get the iPad unlocked. Go do it for the ground. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one. Max underscore LG says, what advice do you have for DJs wanting to transition from digital DJing to vinyl DJing? Ooh. Is it a good move or a bad one? And <sighs> back to front. IT boy one has the same question. Oh, again. I've just done this myself. Yeah. I've, my latest purchase was a set of 12 tens. Yeah. Just get ready for thinking, you know, it all and, and having to really <laughs> go back to the basics. There's no sync button, mate. 
Not just that, the beat matching, <laughs> it's not just the beat matching. So um, you soon realise why back, I don't, you don't see them as much anymore, but back when I first started DJing digitally, I'd download like 12-inch versions of songs. I'd be like, why yeah. are these so ridiculously long yeah. intros and outros? Yeah, now you know. This is why. Yeah. Um, and it's so difficult. I don't think the art of beat matching is like the be all and end all because the, the art of phrasing it properly. Yeah. Like being able to not only set your track off in time and then, count, count on you know, like you normally, stuff. like if it starts to run away from you, you usually on a CDJ go, oh, I'll just hit the Q button and go back and, and restart myself. Yeah, yeah. You, once you're you in, once you're in, you're in. You're in, you're in. Exactly. It's yeah. You've got to find your way out and there's different ways of being matching. You, know, you can use your pitch fader or you can use your uh, platters. And I just think I it, it's, it's very, it takes you back, but I think it's one of the best things I ever did. Genuinely yeah. believe my DJing's got 20 times better since I started appreciating the vinyl. Yeah. 100%. Because you, you've got to be, you've got to be wary of cost as well. It's a, it's quite a pricey uh, thing to get into that. because is. if you're um, downloading music from a DJ pool or mailing lists, it's going to be substantially cheaper when your average kind of record will be, what about seven quid now? I've not bought one for a while, maybe 10 pounds. Yeah, you can't burn pounds. the CD. You can't burn a CD and just put it on a, on a turntable. Ta- time consuming. You're going to have to go to record stores, look for all the records. And look, it's, it's a great experience. Like I'm, I'm, um, I'm definitely for like doing that. You should, I, I think you should know a little bit about the history, even if you don't have, you don't have to go out and buy thousands of vinyl. What you've got to think though is like things like the techno scene and the house scene, Danny, you probably know this, yeah. is yeah. that a lot of artists uh, are trying to be quite Push exclusive and just release things just on vinyl and mm. not digitally to yeah. add some more exclusivity to it or to yeah. take it back to how it used to be. I know that is a very popular thing in that scene and I know a lot of those DJs. That's one of the reasons why people will be transitioning maybe from digital to analog or to vinyl. Um, have you bought many records recently? That, yeah, loads. That, I mean, a lot yeah. of the time I still buy a lot of records, yeah, but it's like a lot of the releases that I get anyway are on vinyl. But a good thing about it now is, you know, nine times out of ten, if you buy a vinyl now, you get a code inside. So you oh, get the actual download as well. Yeah. So yeah. you've got the option of both. I, I remember I bought I bought one of those USB to vinyl to USB uh, portals. So you put the vinyl on, it records it. Yeah, it's a little turntable. You can yeah, you plug it into your laptop and it records the, nice. uh, vinyl, the yeah. vinyl. Yeah, so if you've got some old ones, well, even if you've got any modern DJ hardware, yeah, um, anything, any mix or USB, into, you can record it into it. Input, yeah. yeah, you can do that. Uh, Might do a video on how to set that up. Actually, it's quite a cool. Well, thing. But I would definitely do it though because yeah, the more you know about like the history and things like that, and um, learning to mix on on vinyl is just. I tell you what, it a, does an art form really. What it really does teach you. Um, two things that I noticed myself. Um, one was how fast my beat matching became after learning to yeah. be super accurate yeah. with my own ears. So like now I could always beat match. That was not the problem, but now I'm a lot faster than I ever was before. Now I'm just like, oh, that's out. Grab it fast. I don't have to glance at my screen. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to yep. glance at the, the It becomes a natural reaction. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah catch that. Yeah. And the other thing is how gentle, more gentle I am with my hands on equipment. Yeah. Because if you grab hold of a vinyl in the way that I see some DJs grab hold of a platter or yeah, the yeah, Q yeah. button, no your needle is going to jump from here to Africa and back. <laughs> so you, you've you, yeah. you've got to be a lot more gentle. And I think you find when you look at the older generation of DJs who came through vinyl, mm. the way they respect the equipment is 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 really nice and compared yeah, to yeah. these. Uh, I don't want to say these kids because that sounds um, yeah, I mean, condescending. I, I, but I've had my Technics 12 since I first ever started DJing. So yeah. they're like maybe 13, 14 years old and 
they look like you just bought them out of a store. Yeah, yeah literally. Because yeah. nice. you know, yeah. the, one, the one thing I'll say, anyone that is thinking about doing this, um, one of the biggest tips you could do is you can hide the waveforms on your digital software. Yep. So get rid of them. If, if, if you don't know how to put it into library view, literally just bring the, the laptop down, screen yeah. down a bit every time you load a song. Yeah. Yeah. Spacebar um, on, um, on Serato. Serato that gets rid of and on Recordbox, I think that is gets it, rid Yeah, of just it, Spacebar yeah. then, there you go. Um, and then another thing to do is to use the platter or the jog wheel to cue a track in. So stop using the cue button, stop using the, the play button, just hit mm. play, grab the top of the jog wheel, scroll it back and get used to manually cueing the song on, using relative, the jog wheel. Relative mode. Yeah, that, so yeah. Put it on absolute, absolute mode. mode. Absolute, absolute mode. mode. If you are a DVS DJ yeah. that uses sorry, yeah. absolute. DVS. absolute mode, yeah, ABS yeah. mode, yeah, yeah, um, and that's yeah on Serato and on Recordbox yeah. the same. So yeah, there are just a few tips yeah. just to help. But if you, you can kind of, if you can afford it, go and do it. Do it. it. Do it. Yeah. Do you learn to appreciate the music much more yeah. as well. Like I found, why when buying vinyl, it's like you know it's a physical thing, and you just you look after it so much more. Yeah, you do. So much nicer. You time. do. And, and, and if you want to see some uh, vinyl mixes. You've both, you both yeah. done a few. Both done yeah, a couple. I've done one. Yeah, yeah. Done I've done one. Yeah. On our YouTube channel, there's some vinyl only yeah. mixes. So. I just, I just have Total Africa picture discs at home. So <laughs> that's all you've got. Like Total into Total you've into Total into Total. Yeah. We're we'll very good. I need, need a hip hop one. I know. I need to do one. I need to do one. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. do one. Um, um, and go buy the new Mark Scratch mixer because by oh, yeah. far the best value for money you'll ever buy vinyl related. Period. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point <laughs> as well. Is if you do go to to play on vinyl, don't think that you're never going to be able to play digital again because if yeah. you've come from a controller to then go into vinyl you can then look at dvs and that means you can do the best of both worlds yep. and you can plug mm. in something like serato or record box mix digital files on turntables <laughs> but also mix real vinyl yeah definitely do it just do it Don't next question hesitate. let's go next question let's so go. thomas lions one any bad mistakes made in sets and how you've recovered <laughs> Well, and you can take this one. You just had one. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, yeah, the Leeds Fest video, 14 minutes and seven seconds. Oh, wow. Oh, like that. You've watched it that many times. I, it, it, every time I close my eyes, I keep hearing the Britney Spears <laughs> tune that Danny carefully edited into that. Just yeah, before you done. talk any further, if yeah. anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, go check out the YouTube our YouTube channel where Holland's playing to over 5,000 people yeah, or something ridiculous mental. at Festival. Leeds Festival. Um, anyway, carry on. <laughs> but, you, but you messed up, and but you know what? It just cr cracked on. Yeah, on. I mean, I was quite lucky in my cock up. Um, the reason why it happened, apart from me being too cocky, uh, yeah. was I assigned the HID number. If you HID is a way of connecting CDJs to the laptop, I assigned it to the wrong number on the on the deck, and I couldn't be bothered. Annoyingly, with HID, if you assign it wrong, you have to turn the deck off, back on, well, and, then, and then restart right. the whole procedure. I was in the middle of a festival. It was four a.m. Yeah, <laughs> my, fourth, my fourth day of playing, I was like, I'll live. Yeah, yeah. Sure enough, the deck on my right hand side's now my furthest left channel on the mix. I'll be fine. Oh, I'll be gosh, fine. No. But I wasn't fine. Um, yeah. I took my eye off the ball for a second, and I what I was doing was I was using the cue and the play button, so I was like slapping them where you kind of you hit the cue and the play in one motion. Yeah, the same. I think the same time you mean. Kind of like you got like like did it did it, and it's like almost a, instead of hitting the hot cue, it's yeah. a similar effect, but it yeah, looks yeah. a bit. It stutters better. a bit more because yeah. you, you've got a slight pause. Slight when you pause. Cue it up. It's, it's yeah. a nice little trick, but I was yeah. doing that as you'll see in the video, and I'm like da 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 da, and I, I mix it in, and everything goes perfectly. And for some reason, I don't know why, I decided to go for one more stab at it, <laughs> and annoyingly, I grabbed the track that I was meant to it be was... mixing in. So I had three decks going at once, and the deck that was meant to be going in i was meant to leave alone of the deck the chat the, the acapella and the song coming out was what i wanted to do again but right. because the decks were all out of sync on which fader i just grabbed the wrong one restart it but thankfully because i did that that 
restarting motion. It wasn't just hitting Q and walking away. And going, did, it, did it go off? It didn't go just off and, and it was perfectly in time. Yeah. So it was like, I knew it was wrong. Yeah. I think everyone else around did me the knew song, was... Did the song go back to the start or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind yeah. of just kind jumped of just back started. a bit. Yeah, it just had that basic drum beat going again. Yeah, right. and it was like, but it was still in time. So the crowd didn't really notice as much. Yeah. Um, the people around me, to be fair, didn't really notice as much. You can yeah. see in the video, a lot of people don't even batter an eyelid. Four, I four, knew, four. I knew. And it it's just like, like people just started freaking out when you were jumping around. I was like getting angry at myself. And yeah, so I mean, I've done that before. But listen, nobody, nobody. Like, it's about nobody got hurt or anything like no. that. Yeah. Just, I think, nothing, nothing happens. Like honestly, like you just, you just, it is like every DJ's worst nightmare, especially when you're starting out. Like especially that music going off. No, yeah, but yeah, yeah. you've got to think like as soon it's not as the you, end of the world. Yeah, as soon as you can get it back up and going again, like nobody cares. Like there, there is them kind of kind of uh, ironic booze or something. If the music goes off, you'll yeah, get them. Yeah. Oh, oh, where's, the, where's it's the like music? someone where's... dropping a glass in a pub. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So, but listen, like, no, just get the music, sort it out, don't panic, yeah. fix the problem. And get and, going. And get going. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody, nobody really cares. I've though. got a cool story about one of the times where I, it was the, the way to deal with it correctly when it all goes really bad. Um, so we had two Serato DJs. Um, one was using, I was using club kit, so I was plugged into the mixer. And the other DJ was used, was meant to be using my Rainbox, which I plugged in a USB cable for. So I mixed onto a USB uh, track on a CDJ just to give him more room to set up, trying to get out of the way and go, there we go, I'm done. Yeah. So I unplug my laptop. He then goes to plug in and he's greeted with, just in the heat at the moment, I'd not removed the USB cable from the mixer out. Yeah. So he had a cable from the Rainbox to his laptop, which he'd plugged in. Yeah. And then he, picked up thinking it was like um, the HID cable or something. He picked up the USB cable from the mixer, plugged it in, two sound cards into one laptop. So I didn't know what to do. It just all went went off, off. off. And it was like, oh, everyone was just staring, big ways. It was a really busy night. And he dealt with it so well, so well. What he did without a moment's hesitation, just picked up the microphone, microphone. picked up the microphone and went, way. He was like, yeah, don't watch that, don't watch that. Oh, my DJ Holland's going to be back on in a second. We're going to sort this out. And just and the crowd just went straight for it. And he started doing some chants. Yeah, like, yeah uh, chants. I've started doing before. some chants. Yeah. Got some chants going. So the entire crowd was like doing the... Um, oh, I can't remember. You can who, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. He did the uh, Seven Nation Army. Oh, yeah, I think it was... Dun, 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 dun. Jamie Corbyn. Uh, politician in England. Um, he was going, uh, oh, Jeremy Cobb. Everyone started singing it. I got my laptop back on because mine wasn't the one with the issue. I just grabbed the cable, plugged it in, dragged up Seven Nation Army and played it back in underneath them chanting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Room Good went thinking. off again. Room just went boof. And we looked at each other, shook each other's hand and went, thank God for that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, that, that's just taken, lack it's of, created a memorable moment yeah. in, 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 in a set. It's, it's actually taken the crowd to another level that they weren't at before. So yeah. actually yeah. that mistake actually turned, turned into out a better. really positive. Yeah. But because no one panicked, and that yeah, is yeah. like Lawrence was saying, it's the key. You just don't panic. Just Usually, yeah. the, the, you know, a lot of, they're not really mistakes, but a lot of times things like that will happen is during changeovers between DJs. Um, uh, when people know, are rushing. Wires <laughs> suddenly get knocked. And if you're using laptops, they, it comes unplugged and that comes down to that. But have you had any experiences where you've just messed a mix up and yeah. You, oh, climb to make sure. Kicking yourself, and and mm-hmm. I think that's another thing for for the listener. Um, how do you come back from that? Because it can knock your confidence, especially as a new DJ that's not played that long in you know in front of crowds. You know, I've, I've, you don't know, worry about it really. When but. when a plane's taking off down the runway, right? They hit this thing called like V one, and it's the point of no return. It's a point of 
we've gone so fast, we have to take off, we can't stop. Right. Right. And I think when you're clanging a mix, it's almost the same thing. You've got to get to a point where you think, this has been clanging that long. I'm in. I'm either pulling the tune back out and restarting my mixing procedure, or I'm, that tune's going in. Just get rid of Yeah, and at that point, at that point, do a spin back, throw an effect on it. go out. Do something and get it out. The worst thing I see with, with DJs who are up and coming, when they clang a mix, they panic and they leave it in and they're trying yeah, to save yeah. it. And yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. time, it sounds like a train track. When you get to that point and you're like, I really need this song in now. Get rid of it. Get rid of the other one. Don't be afraid. The yep. crowd won't judge you for doing a spin back. Just It's better to clang a mix yeah. for a short amount of time than clang a mix for a good minute, minute and a half. Yeah. Desperately trying to save it. Yeah, if you're good on a microphone, you know, drop the, the mic. mix, drop the mix, get on the microphone, say, you know, somebody make some noise, Olly, 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 yeah. all, the, all the And if you've ones. got your tracks prepared, you could have a hot cue on the breakdown and you drop yeah. one, kill one fader, exactly. hit the hot cue of a breakdown, exactly. everyone's singing that. along, they didn't even know that you were clanging. Yeah, no. just... Yeah, yeah don't, you know. don't keep it there. Don't, yeah. don't sit there listening to it clang because there's nothing worse and it will kill you inside. Yeah. Knowing. Nice. <laughs> okay, shall we move on to another question? Let's go. Okay, um... Danny... Dr. Mm. DJ Who says, what is the best way to get better at music production? Now, I know you're the one of the producers in the office here, absolutely addicted to um, producing. So yeah. what have you done in the last few months to, 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 to improve your skills? I know we're not, we're not a production school. We, we teach DJ skills, but we're still here to help. Uh, well, there's not one thing to get better, but I mean, I still find myself most nights sat in front of Ableton like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm trying at this because I can't produce. Like, cause when you can't think of something, you're like, oh, he can, why am I he can, by the way. He's very good. <laughs> I just like think, why Why am I bothering? But then it, you know, you'll come up with something that's like, oh, yeah. There's always a little spark of inspiration somewhere. Yeah, sometimes uh, it just happens and you're like, oh, I'm yeah. so glad I stuck to this. But uh, in terms of getting better, um, I'd just say watch a load of, just like learn different things yeah well so like see, know, see i'd say seek out inspiration as well like yeah. don't, don't let it come to you i mean there's if you're sat there and you're trying to think of an idea and you can't think of some of the people that you admire yeah. like your produce like if you're if you're a producer like your people who produce if you're a dj watch some dj sets yeah yeah and, yeah, and then yeah, something definitely. you'll 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 see something you go oh wow and then that'll start off the creative process yeah. and just crack on with it i watch a lot of um things like uh Against the Clock, which is like Fact TV. Yeah. That's like, you know, Great, you'll, yeah. you'll see these producers, like how they'll make a song from scratch and, you know, they'll start with a couple of samples, things like that, like quite inspirational and you get a few ideas. Um, in terms of getting better, when I say like be good at learning different things is like don't get too caught up on things like, oh, I need to make this mix sound amazing or this master sound amazing. Like learn to like get the vibe of the track first yeah. and get yeah. better at that. Like get good at making sounds yeah. and stuff and yeah. fitting them together and this this sorry this leads on quite good to i've just done that we've just done that recording at the time recording the videos aren't out yet but i've just produced i've just remixed a couple of songs to put into dj sets so they're going to be going out on the on our youtube and across all the platforms so i remix this there's one by a song by salado and there's a post malone remix so what i've done is in i use logic so i've remixed the songs in logic then i've essentially put the parts um, into Serato, queued the points up and made like a live remix of it. Yeah. So that's what so like performing the to remix perform, live, yeah, yeah. So performing the remix out loud. So yeah. gives you um, some originality and mm-hmm. it's a way to get your production into DJ. That is a good yeah. way to combine it. Yeah. And, and to be honest, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with the production thing just for one more minute. Yeah. But I just want to shout out someone else. Let me just find a question on Instagram here because somebody said, um, where are we at? 
somebody was saying that how you know they're a DJ and yeah. they're also a producer and they've yeah. been doing it for a while and what kind of content should they be putting out on YouTube yeah. to to push both sides of it? So I think that's a really good point. Like yeah. what you've been doing, I can't mm. find the exact person now. Yeah. Um, to shout them out. So oh, I really want to find them. Um, but yeah, you can you can incorporate your productions into your DJ. No, like no problem. I mean, even if it's just uh, if you if you if you if you perform in like a mashup every time you're out, so you're you're putting a vocal over an acapella, mm. you know, throw it into a production software. Yeah, make the mashup that. a bit more tight and a, and a bit more clean. And then if yeah. you don't if you don't have you know the time to do it live, you know, you can make your own little edits that way. You can make yep. your own yeah. you can make your own intros if there's a song that's just got a drop on it. Make your own uh, little uh, just a beat with a you know an eight bar intro, sixteen bar intro, and an outro, an a cappella intro, etc. Yeah, I used to do that a lot. Yeah, um, when I was producing, I used to challenge myself to remix a song. So you've got some structure there, you've got some parts, so you don't have to think of everything. Um, and it's how you can take those parts and do something new with it, and then mm. it means you you know you're half there with the production, yeah. and it allows you to focus on certain elements. Like how do I create really interesting drums in this remix, or yeah. how do I create a really cool bassline in this next remix? Yep. And, and it allows you to just focus in a bit more rather than think, I've got to make a whole song. Mm. Okay, I'm lost. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to end. Yeah. Um, that's something I found. So I've just got to found the, the comment now. I've just got to shout him out. Uh, Ayadichiahash. <laughs> but you're glad uh, you found I, it. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not sure how to um, pronounce that. that um, handle. But anyway, considering that I'm quite new to social media as a beginner DJ, I'm thinking of uploading some mixes and mashups to YouTube. Practicing for almost two years now, and I have no idea what kind of content I should be uploading. Mm. How long... All suggestions yep. are welcome. Side note, I'm also a producer. How can I grow both simultaneously? Yeah, you're overthinking it. You're just overthinking it. The, the the problem is with people who struggle to put out content with social media is they're always second guessing themselves and they're always thinking about um, like a negative outcome without putting it out. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the key to being successful on social media is just consistency. Now, if you start putting out mixes now online, mm. um, the 100% guarantee that in a year if you can do it they're going to be better and you're going to look back on these ones now and be like wow they're they're not that good they're, they might be rubbish but you've got to start somewhere you can't you're not going to put one out and it's going to like change the world no. yeah. it's about a progression so you have to you have to put yourself out there stop don't overthink it just if you find it cool then put it out there and yeah. you know, eventually some people will find it cool and then the people that do like it you know, then you'll start to build a fan base and then you'll understand like who you are and and, and start appealing to your kind of fan base more. Yeah, I yeah. think that's good, a good shout. So let's go with one more question and we'll segment off. So we've got uh, Daniel Freer and this is more just an open question, I think, which I'd be quite interesting to hear everyone's thoughts on. As a headliner, if you're a headliner, as a headliner, how would you deal with an opener playing some of your top tracks? I've seen this happen to R.L. Grime at a recent show, and the diehard fans are pissed. I've seen but it how would a headliner deal with this? It's happened Thanks to me. for the great content. I've seen, um, no. I've seen it happen to people. Um, I remember, I think it was like two years ago, uh, Flavor D, I don't know if anyone, well, I don't know you guys Flavor D, garage-based Yeah, she's a garage-based DJ, yeah, garage DJ from DJ. the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really good. Um, and she put a video up, and she was playing in this club, and um, basically the warm up acts was playing her biggest song at the time. Uh, so she did like an Instagram poll saying, what should I do? Leave the club or well, I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah. So should I leave <laughs> did or this like, on Instagram? Yeah, she put it on Instagram. She was like, should I leave? Or, I can't remember what the other option was, but oh it was quite God. funny so people could vote. But yeah, and then I've seen uh, Hotson's 82 put a, 
uh, tweet about it as well. He's like, you know, what do you do when you've just, <laughs> when you've been booked to play right. at this massive festival and then you warm up acts playing all your songs? Oh my gosh. Like, happened to me. I did, um, I did a couple of gigs out in Malia and yeah. um, a lot of my kind of bootlegs um, quite popular on the islands, like the like baseline and stuff. And I actually knew they'd warm up DJ before, but literally as I was going on, I set up and about 10 minutes before he played like two of them. What? Uh, well, well, he was play- he played one of them and then I heard the I heard the other one coming in, and I had to kind of stop him there. And <laughs> it was look, the fader back down. Look, I didn't, I didn't, I, it was a, it was quite an up and coming guy, so I, I didn't want to like jump down his throat and like knock yeah, his confidence. So I just politely said, "Look, you can't be playing this. Kind of, I'm about to go on and do that kind of thing." So it's your track, but, yeah, because yeah, you know he didn't because. He's just trying to maybe he's trying to impress me by by having my songs maybe or something like maybe, that maybe yeah. but I just said look you, you know you got to you got to warm up you got you're not the yeah. attraction you got to um, that is your job make to warm sure, up yeah, yeah warm up the crowd and not um not kind of over, overpower the, yeah. the the headline act so yeah that should just be like rule one don't do it yeah. I think if you were if you are that headliner there's no point you losing you know losing your rag about it if it's happened it's happened. You don't want to cause a scene to the point where, you know, other promoters maybe don't want to book you, but, you know, that's quite a fun one, reaching out to Instagram and <laughs> yeah, I think kind of, you know. The way to yeah. look at it is if you're the headliner, people are there to see you. Yeah. Like, if they yeah, hear yeah. your song twice, they're not going to be annoyed about it. Like, yeah. no, no. Everything's, building, the up. The Everything's building up to that point. I yeah. can appreciate, though, if you're rocking up to loads of your guest sets. It's got to be annoying. Yeah. And it happens regularly, then, yeah. I think a lot of DJs start putting things out publicly. And hopefully, hopefully scaring off <laughs> warm up DJs from doing it. I mean, it's a good lesson to learn. If you are a warm up DJ for a bigger act, just do not do it. Like, don't. No. <laughs> don't play their songs. You know, show, it's, he, it's can big show, he can show off, but show off in other ways. Just yeah. show off in more creative. Just ways. show off by doing your job properly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just yeah, show yeah. off. Warm yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Story time. All right. Has anyone thought of a story? Uh, have you got a story? Uh, is it DJ related? <laughs> I've got the I've got the funny 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 ways of avoiding people coming in your DJ booth. Let's go, let's go. So right. there's there's various times. There's I, a lot of ways. Anyone anyone that knows me um, will probably know that I really 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 don't like people in my DJ booth. I've had drinks spilled on my equipment. Yeah, I've had people fall into the decks and turn the music off. Sorry, about, had, sorry about that. Yep, I've <laughs> had uh, I've had a lot of things go on. So unless you're a very very trusted friend, you ain't coming anywhere near me or my equipment when I'm working. <laughs> That's not a buzzer. simple as that. None of us. And um, I was working in a nightclub with a close friend of mine. Uh, we're going back to back, and this DJ box was uh, essentially higher than the rest of the room. <laughs> And it was covered in mirrors all the way around. Now, the left-hand side mirror door, it was a door, but because it was mirror, it didn't look like a door. There's a latch on the inside. So you can only lock it when you're in. You couldn't lock it from the outside. So you could go out and then lock it behind (laughs) you. So at the end of the night, the beginning of the night, it's open. So we're locked into this glass, um, this mirrored DJ booth. And this girl who knows us very well, she wants to go to the DJ booth. (laughs) We were like, I was like, no, listen, we're not letting drunk girls up here. It's not, it's not, it's not happening. Not tonight. We're a bit busy. Me, me, me and you've got very different ideas on DJ. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll take it your missus doesn't watch this podcast. No, she doesn't. Um, watch <laughs> so um, she was like, "How do I get up there? How do I get up there?" And without even thinking, we just went, "Oh, there's a, there's an elevator downstairs because we're on the second floor of this nightclub." 
So you're above where she is. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're slightly above anyway. Yeah. We're slightly above. She's in the same room, but yeah. we're on the second floor right. of a three-story nightclub. Right. Okay. So we said, there's an elevator downstairs. And she went, give up. There's no elevator there. And we're like, there is, there is. There's, there's an elevator here. And she's like, no, there isn't. And I looked at my mate and kind of just gave him this smile. I went, yeah, there is. Watch. Look, we'll press the down button now. And... I press an imaginary button that she can't see, and at the exact same time, it was so perfect. We both did the bending knees oh, thing. Oh, nice. And then dropped nice. down. And then he looked at me, and I looked at him and went, just give it a minute. She won't believe us. So just stay down here for a minute. So we just stayed on our knees for a little while, just like, then we kind of popped our heads back up, both like in the, like raising our knees back yeah, up, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. raising back up. Looked around, she's not there, but like, oh, that's worth then. <laughs> so we, we think she's just like, you know, gone all idiots and yeah. walked off. No, 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 no. One of the security guys comes over to us, one of the security men, and goes, why is there a girl downstairs kicking off demanding to know where the elevator door yes. is? Oh, my God. <laughs> Love that. That is so good. And apparently you've told her there's an elevator. Can you tell us where this elevator is? Because she's kicking off big, and we're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just that is amazing. It's, amazing. it's amazing what drug people believe. I've, I've convinced people that I don't know who Beyonce is when, when people have requested a Beyonce song. I've just gone, I've no honestly, I've no idea who that is. I know who Jay Z is, but I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, have <laughs> you seen the viral video of the girl asking for four Sambucas at the DJ booth? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was in. Very good mate of mine, Manchester. James Hollingworth. Yeah. It was at Factory Manchester where I played last night, and I used to DJ that room. So I used to have that. He was the one who thought, I'll film this. But that used to happen to every single DJ every everyone. single bloody night. Yeah, can I get a Sambuca, please? Yeah, can I have a vodka coat, please, and throw a tenner at me? I'll just put the tenner in my back pocket That's and play your song, mate. When, when you'd be was... in a booth that was like next to the bar. Like, oh, oh, horrible. There's so many like but, nightclubs that are like that. Yeah. So. There's yeah. times where the, I've been DJing and it's like a very obvious DJ booth. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, still yeah. to the bar. Still like, almost like they've got to go climb up a stage to get to you. And it's like, yeah. Are they are they winding me up? Or <laughs> is this there's, genuine? There's a great there's a great uh, one. Have you seen the one where Calvin Harris gets the girl removed from the club? So his girls at Vegas, you know, yeah, with yeah. his yes. residency, yeah, yeah. and she's at the front, and she's like, she's giving him a load of rubbish, load of rubbish. So he just turns the music on. And he's like, what? What do you want? What do you want? She goes, this is just chart music. Play something original. Oh, he goes, oh. you're at a Calvin Harris show, listening to Calvin Harris songs. It's as original as it gets. <laughs> and, he, and he just gets he just gets the security to get her out of there. Oh my oh, god. If you're Could you a, imagine? Yeah, if you're a drunk person, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> right. Before we move on with the podcast, anyone watching, we're losing Holland out of the frame. Let's 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 get him back Am into I? the picture oh, a little bit. I'll tell you what I'm getting gonna... too excited. So this 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 podcast goes Sorry, on guys. all, all the major platforms. We've got it on obviously Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all, right. all those things. But it's also on YouTube. So if you want to watch us throughout it for any reason, I don't know why, but yeah, if you did want to watch us, then that's why Holland's suddenly disappearing to the other side of the studio. I was getting giddy with the story. Yeah, no, just <laughs> Sorry, getting guys. too excited. I don't normally do story time. All right, I'm gonna jump straight back into the questions. We've got a few more to cover. So um, Thobalinda on Instagram I'm 52 years old and started playing around with music pretty late in life love that I've always dreamed of DJing what should we that begin later in life focus on also music library best practices I get that you should know your music but as a mobile DJ you're supposed to have bigger collections how mm -hmm. do you think about that like and best of luck with the podcast so. I'll tell you what a great bit of advice I have for open format DJs in any walk of life um, not just mobile DJs. I mean this in like, if you are a guy who plays across the board or girl, um, the, listening to requests, we're so quick to dismiss requests, but some of my best songs and best moments 
have come from going home. Like when they request, if I don't know it, what I usually do is get my phone, grab the camera, take a picture of their phone because you usually type it out when you're being in a loud environment. I'll go home and I will listen to it. It's the best thing is when you get one, when you're in the middle of a set and you're just kind of thinking about the next song and somebody, oh, get, com- somebody yeah. comes and requests oh, a song perfect, that yeah. you wasn't even thinking about. And you're and like, then, bang up. And then you're like, wow. And then all of a sudden, your whole mind opens up to a different kind of way you was going to go know, with it. Yeah. Somebody will yeah. say, some, you'd be playing a hip hop set and somebody will say like a Motown song. Yeah. And all of a sudden, oh, yes. you, you're yeah. whipping out a Stevie Wonder and all this kind yeah. of stuff. That's the best kind of yeah. thing. That, but, I think um, requests are really key yeah, for that's a good growing, growing libraries and, and knowing what your crowd wants. So if you, for example, you've got an 18 year old birthday party coming up to you and requesting a certain song there's a good chance that the majority of 18-year-olds you play to next week will kind of know the same song. Yeah, and, um, if, and if you're starting at 52, you'll already have a great kind of knowledge of music yeah, going right. back to old school. And we were talking last week about streaming services. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's one way to go. Maybe to maybe sign up to a streaming service through one of your one of your platforms and get um, access to like all the old school songs and things like that. A lot of DJ, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of DJ pools will have... Um, so, so you don't have to build your whole collection yeah. on the ground up. And if you're playing a lot of weddings, you can take a lot of requests then as well. Yeah. Um, I think listen, as well, listen back to last week's streaming uh, Starting podcast. later in life at 52 years old. One thing I'd say is, is like, go with what you're passionate about. You yeah. don't want to spend loads of time trying to get gigs playing for uh, playing a load of gigs that you, you don't really enjoy doing yeah. you know think about it this is something you really want to enjoy doing so look at your you know um, we do it at all ages but look at your circle look at the people who you're friends with offer to like play just parties on a weekend say you know what do you fancy getting together i'm going to play some music for us i know what we all love to listen to and let's just have our own little party let's throw our own little party and i when i used to teach people one-to-one in the studio i had quite a lot of people come that were um nearly twice my age you know anywhere from 40 to i think the old eldest was about 65 yeah um and that's what a lot of them 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 did you know the kids have left home now and they used to have friends around they used to ha- have little parties in the house and they just enjoyed playing on their controller to their friends yeah and then what happened is they started to end up playing weddings for their friends friends, friends or the friends yeah. kids and things like that and it, that that Maybe. just naturally grew um but yeah just don't don't f- try and really focus on I don't know. Don't try and focus on yeah, becoming it's, it's, a big-time it's got, it's got, DJ. It's got to be like, about enjoyment. It's got yeah. to be about enjoyment. Do it, do it yeah. for you and no one else. No pressure. Do just yeah, No pressure. Yeah, yeah. Just um, plug in. Don't think about it and play the music you want to play. A good yeah. way of, um, just to throw a little side note on this, a good way I've found recently of, of expanding my knowledge on certain genres where I'm not too comfortable or something I don't know too much is to find a, uh, a really popular song of that genre. Go to Spotify, play it, and then when it's playing, go to a thing called Song Radio. Right. And Spotify automatically yeah, creates a playlist similar. based on other people's listening habits of that song. Yeah, that's a good idea. And honestly, it leads you down a rabbit hole of yeah. just new music and mm. and just like wow. Some of it can you can just be like, I've listened, that's not very good. And then you'll go, Wow, that's a banger. Wow, cool. that's good. That's brilliant. Good tip. Another tip as well, this uh, just because it's firing firing things in my brain as well. What yeah. I used to do with some of the students that, that were a bit older, I used to say, well, what, what are some of your favourite music from when you, your pastimes from growing up? What are the things that, the tracks that you love? And I used to say, let's get creative with them. So we took a track that back then you would never really think to DJ with or you didn't have the, the tools to really get creative with it. But you could take an old track, loop sections of it, and then layer in new electronic music underneath yeah. it. Mm. And suddenly that, that provides a lot of creativity. It's very fun to do. And it allows you to combine maybe older music that you grew up with, with, with new music that you're listening to now. Um, and that then is maybe relevant if you're playing a wedding. If you're catering to an older crowd, but Definitely. you're mixing it with tracks that also cater to a younger crowd because you've got mm. such a wide range of people. 
yeah. at that event. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something I used to like doing with the students as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, right, next question. So uh, we've got two or three here. Let's go for uh, L-A-C-O-B-V-L-A-D. Lackovald? Lackovald. Is it okay as a beginner DJ to get inspiration from another DJ? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You, should be, you should be doing that anyway. should be second nature. Yeah. So I, I was just saying earlier about sparking inspiration. Don't wait for it to come to you because you've been waiting forever. Go and just we, we in the office sit and watch DJ sets all, yeah. all through the day. Yeah. Um, we, we all put out content on our own channel. We all watch each other's mixes and then, you know, try and outdo each other because it's a, a bit like more like yeah. a healthy competition. Oh, I'll take take inspiration from what like Lawrence for example last year or something did the I came I saw over tour by Mackie G yeah it's one of my favorite things to do in my sets now but yeah. Lawrence was the guy who showed me it went oh check this out and I was like yeah, I'm taking that yeah just yeah, take, <laughs> take pieces of sets don't think of it as stealing don't I mean don't copy somebody's set yeah don't copy take the pieces. entire set but you can take bits can't take you? bits and, from all, all of the people but yeah go out go out go and listen to your mates it's a good um, way to practice as well if yeah. you see mm. someone doing some skills that you like try yeah. and replicate it don't just take it and then treat it as your own and, and the then use it in every set I think but that comes back to similar to the artist situation as well like with a headliner slot like obviously if you've seen you know a DJ that you own for do a load of transitions and it's part of their routine don't go and do that but you don't, like yeah, if you're don't do, it another night it makes total sense never do the to, same transitions but what you can do is you can take the techniques of that transition yeah. that they've done you know the the maybe the the acapella could be an R&B 80 BPM-ish and drum and bass is only a little bit faster at 86. And you don't have to put the same two tracks together, but what you can do is use that inspiration and go, okay, what other R&B acapellas are really popular and what other drum and bass tracks are really popular? And then you're making it your own. You've taken the inspiration, but you've made it your own. Yeah, like, that's not, another thing. Uh, yeah, you do. not not many things are created without inspiration. It's all, uh, yeah, just an, ask, I, an idea is usually come from another idea. Just ask Ed Sheeran and look at all the things <laughs> that he's having to go through at the moment. There you, <laughs> go. There you um, go. Right then. Right. One more question by DJ.QS. The struggles of DJs dealing with kids and family life while being a touring slash bar DJ. Time for both? Question mark. So I think this is probably down to I me. I think me and Danny can go get a yeah, coffee on this yeah. one. <laughs> Myself and Lawrence. We are both dads. Proud You've fathers. Yeah. How many kids? DJ dads. Two. Two kids. two kids. I've got one kid. I've got a kid that is turning two in a month. Yeah. How, how old are you? Twelve kids? and four. Put <laughs> um, you yeah. on the spot. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's as, it's as easy or as hard as you want it to be. Like Communication, um, timing, planning um, is... It's got to be key, but don't use it as an excuse to not do what you're passionate about. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't, you know, don't sit on the sofa saying, "Oh, I can't be a DJ because I have kids." Like it's just not, you know, how many, how many big artists, biggest artists in the world have multiple kids? You just, it's, it's just job. Every, everyone eventually has kids and they go to work just like any other thing. Yeah, opinion. obviously the time, the time is different. A lot of people are used to going to work, you know, during the day and when the kids are at nursery or, or whatever, or at school. and um, but you, but you it, is, it is hard because you've got to find this really fine line, this yeah. really fine balance. Um, and I think one of the things, one of the things you could do is, well, obviously you've got to keep in communication with your partner. You've got to be a team. It's, it's not just about you and the kids. It's about you and your partner working together yeah. to, to create an environment that you're there, you're present for 
kids, but yeah. you're also present and, and can work as well. Yeah. Um, and I think mm. it's just keeping that communication going. I don't, I don't think there's a, there's a golden rule to it. Oh, really, there's a no. secret hack. I think it's one of those things. That it, can, it can work well if you're, if you're working at nighttime, your partner's working in the daytime, works out pretty well. Yeah. It can yeah. be beneficial. So, um, yeah. I, I, you know, if you're not working in the daytime and you are just a full-time DJ at night, then you can think, well, this is great. I can look after the kid. I can do yeah. so much with them while they're awake. You know, I can, yeah. I, they don't have to go to, if, if they're young, they don't have to go to nursery yeah. every day of the week. And, you know, you could, you could take some yeah, of those yeah, days. Yeah, and yeah. I've, t- I've, I've taken my kids to some gigs. There you go, yeah. <laughs> some festivals and things like that. So Get them involved in what you're, yeah, yeah. you're doing. You know, get them involved. If you've got some equipment set up at home, make it part of your yeah. routine with them yeah. um, and get them involved. In yeah, but where's my DDJ 400? <laughs> 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 I keep taking different pieces of equipment home for my uh, nearly two-year-old to just go to town on. So. He's um, better than me on them as well. Yeah, so it's getting, just really getting, upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got, I got a bit good. nervous when I took the Pioneer loan unit home. Don't, don't, um, don't I didn't do it on purpose. It was after a gig and, and I had to take it into the house because I didn't want to leave it in the car. Um, and I woke up the next morning and he, he knows what DJ equipment is. He's absolutely <laughs> obsessed with it. And I woke up the next morning and my partner had to get it out of the box. It was on the floor and he was just, daddy, DJ, daddy, DJ. Uh-oh. And he wanted me to plug it all in. Um, and yeah, it just caused a whole thing. And I was just panicking a little bit like, I've got to send this back to Pioneer very soon. <laughs> <But> luckily, <laughs> luckily it was okay. He's, he's, Pioneer are finding Farley's rusks at the bottom of it. pretty respectful. <laughs> so, okay, let's leave it at that. I hope everyone that's asked the questions listens back to the podcast and enjoys uh, the answers and maybe gets some value out of them. And I hope everyone that is listening as well and and following this podcast also has got some value out of those answers. So thanks, all of you guys, for joining the podcast Yeah, we'll catch you in another one. See See you soon. Nice one. Take it easy.